0: Roger. I just go put them on the ground. Guys. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Hey. it. Aloha, my kako. How's it, everybody? Hey! Back with another episode of Tales from the Tarot Pack. <laughs> this is a Hanahole action. Yes, sir. So. Last time, but we can get into that, Bombay. Um, <laughs> I'll let my guest introduce himself.
1: Aloha mai tato, o Elijah Kala McShane, Koinoa no kamuku moku my ka kuhi hewa, mai au, no kaina aina papukolea me ka aina ho'opulopulopulopulopahaluu uh, Iku aina Ohana, uh, o ke ke akua. I'm Elijah Kala McShane. I come from Oahu, of my Ohana, been on Oahu long time We the kind, you know, we currently reside and been residing in papo ane ane everybody knows McShane Ohana over there. And then over here on the other side of my family is the Abbey Ohana in the Ahupua of Kahaluu. Um, spent all of my life in Hawaii. He, he Hawaii au, mau a mau, he kanaka au, um, he pono au, um, uh, he kealo o kiakua. In all that I do, you know, is to be in the presence of Aku and Kupuna. And so, it's beautiful to be a part of the Mo'olelo on the tails of the Tarot Patch.
0: <laughs> oh, <mahalo ya> <laughs>
1: um,
0: for those of you don't, who don't know, um, can you just give a little background of, like, how Papa Kalea is
1: or like the history of it or oh, the history of Kolea. Yeah. so so uh in the understanding of the i know um in the space and time of kalakaua he was in need of a place to house the kupuna who was living in honolulu uh in his reign in the time of the hawaiian kingdom and so he he had established a community that um, is in Honolulu, but is not in, in the city of Honolulu, but right on the outskirts for all the kupuna. That's the origins of Papukolea. Um And so in today's world, a lot of our people um, who have had links and pilina to the kupuna who had been there in the time of Kalakaua, really is actually still in Papakolea today. Um, all the offspring and Mo'opuna of those Kupuna who was there. And so for us in our Ohana, uh, on the McShane side, um, our Ohana, O oh McShane, or oh Dephrades, because I actually, you know, you know, a a little bit and Kanaka. And so our Portuguese Ohana and the McShane Ohana been on Ani Aniku since um, in the 50s. And so... All of my aunties, uncles, and my dad, all of my to them have spent all of their life on Ani Aniku, um, and they're still there today. So I'm super thankful.
0: Beautiful, that was a cool little <laughs> background into it. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your journey growing up in Papu and maybe like a little bit of like where you went to school and stuff?
1: Yeah, so, so interestingly enough, yeah, um, I, you know, um, had a lot of experiences on the east side of oahu in kahaluu into kaneohe because of like school elementary school for first up until i was maybe i think i was maybe six years old we we had a beautiful place as in ohana in kaneohe um across the street of bayview golf course you know spend time over there Yet, each weekend, every holiday, all that kind of good stuff in Kole and Kahaloos. So, but from age, from in the time I was, yeah, about, I think like around six or eight years old, uh, the two of my parents had picked up a home uh, in the beautiful Aina of Waipahu. And so, I actually spent, you know, kind of like a majority of uh, pre-teen years, up until teenage years, um, actually in the Aina of Waipahu. And as people know, in Waipahu, right, um, it's been a plantation town since long time, all the way to Ever Beach. So plenty Filipinos, but plenty Polynesians. And man, I grew up around plenty Polynesians, plenty Filipinos, you know. Ah, we consider the place that at that time, even though we had big yacht and we was loving it, we, we kind of still considered it to be in the ghetto. Yeah, and so hard upbringing um, in times, you know, just economically because has actually me and three siblings, two of my parents, and we, we were all in private school. And so the two of my parents had amazing jobs. They, they worked extremely hard to provide for us. But, you know, uh, two of my parents, they're... Their really key way to have uh, have just each of us to be put into a position of good education um, and in a good environment of excellence had been to put us into private schooling. Yeah. Um, and for people out there who have understanding of things in the public educational school system here in Hawaii and all across the U.S. too, you know, it's 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 understandable which is why i'm also an advocate of putting you know um all of our keiki into institutions and environments that is able to not only keep them safe but have positive influences because if you intermingle them into different you know kids and keiki man it just creates a whole other thing and so i um especially as an adult i come to see and reflect with you know, in conversations with, with, you know, just different people in the community. And man, I'm super thankful for for both of my parents for, you know, oh man, for like putting themselves through the ringer to just actually give us a high quality education and environment to prosper in. And I look back on it now, it, it made all the difference, yeah. And so, you know, speaking of high school, because usually, yeah, when, bah. I was speaking to Brother Kikes about this earlier, kind of like a few days ago. Usually, if you meet one Kanaka, wherever you are, get three questions you usually ask. Or if you meet anybody who come from Hawaii, usually the three questions is one, where you from, yeah. Uh, Two is (laughs) who (laughs) your father or your mother, and three is what school you went to. And in our past conversation. Um, it's it's interesting to actually think about how come are people ask these three questions and usually like the reason is is because Kanaka and Hawaii um, and really all people but it's like huge in Hawaii to have an understanding of identity through place and through Ohana name yeah and through like schooling because all of these actually play a big role in identity it's not as big in the U S right hey, you know. Hey, I speak to my girl about her schools in Florida. They get little bit stuff like, ah, that high school not too good. This high But but like it's not really, you know, um, has big influence on identity and how people begin to really see you in who you are, which makes a difference, yeah? So like for me, a lot of Kanaka think, oh, this guy, maybe he went to Kamehameha, maybe he went to Hawaiian Immersions, brought us, uh, got some news for you. I went to St. Louis High School, class of 11, um, uh, and usually, if I speak to people about that, had, there's a potential of a little bit of misunderstandings of heading to an all-boys institution, but you know, I'm super thankful. I, I had an opportunity to head to St. Louis. Um, in, uh, it was established in the space and time of the Hawaiian kingdom, in 1846 and as a matter of fact um in the introduction of our school as an institution it had a commencement speech and the commencement speech had been made actually in the leo of kamehameha the third e- e- and so in our institution uh here at st louis man if if anything, it provides an environment of excellence for all people, and interestingly enough, it was the only school who, who, who hadn't enforced um, the like speaking of olelo Hawaii in the school halls to, you know, to be illegal or you know um, hadn't been encouraged to speak olelo Hawaii, but one of the only schools, according to what I know with historians of St. Louis, the only school who hadn't obeyed that um in speaking in school halls have been st louis and so i'm proud to be a crusader of kalai Pohaku, mahalo nui yes uh st
0: louis has a lot of like a lot of history bro yeah
1: a lot of history a lot of hama alumni hama alumni <laughs> hama. hama the kind, i don't know if any other school rival and <laughs> as every st louis crusader would say <laughs> <That's awesome.
0: laughs> So what drove you um, to learn more about your culture after like going through St. Louis and that kind of program?
1: Bruh, you know, brother, I was, uh, hey, if you ask any of my uncles, my aunties, and my cousins, I was always the one in our wahana who was more like Mm Ho'okanaka. I was always like Hawa'i. Yeah, in spirit, in how I talked, and how I communicated, in like interest in doing things. It wasn't anything that I really like asked for. Um, In being kanaka, I had this inclination from off the bat, which I bet a lot of Hawaiians is, you know, it's like, of course, you know, eh. Hawaiian too and that's just a thing about being Hawaiian. Yeah, but if you grew up in an Ohana who for you know a huge part of our Ohana had been um Americanized and influenced with like things and ideals of the church western world, um it's not always the case. A lot of our you know um has has a lot of people who are Kanaka who are Kanaka who live as Kanaka but haven't had an opportunity as kids to get exposed to you know things in culture and Ike Hawaii um and and to all that it means to be a Hawaiian you know yeah. I, I was never exposed to that.
0: That's facts. Bro growing up here you'd think that like my family would have taught me all kind of Hawaiian stuff. probably I didn't like doing this kind of work. It's just work, yeah? Yeah, it was just chores. It's just chores, yeah. Like, they never yeah. teach me about haloa or, like, freaking it being a cultural practice that, like, people have been doing since they arrived here. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, as
0: I got older, I started to really value it a lot more. Like, oh, bro, my family was pretty big time. Yeah, bro. But, like, as a kid, I'm just like, freak, this sucks. Yeah, you
1: know? y- y- bro, you know, it's super interesting with how Ike... Um, Like sparks Are pilina You know how It's like If you don't know You know It's easy to claim ignorance But once you know You can no longer claim ignorance You know Because the ike Introduces you And invites you Into kuleana yeah, but if you know more of Ike, if you never have a proper invitation to receive that Ike, because oftentimes a lot of the kanaka I've, I've like seen and just observed with people that my ohana, if the invitation to be Hawaiian um, isn't extended in a compassionate way, in an appealing way, but instead is extended in an aggressive way, an intimidating way, it's not always easy to choose who you are yeah. as being Hawaiian. Yeah. You know, and and, and so bro, on the path and journey, Hawaiian, I, you know, I can name specific spaces and times all throughout all the years that I've been on this earth, which isn't that long, but man, I can name every person, every experience that had played a role in, you know, in being a catalyst to a higher stage of of actually being Hawaiian, being kanaka, and to own it. Because, I, you know, I've seen that our hardest, like, key step of the kanakas who, who have been Americanized, which is a majority of us, is to just choose being you choose being you as a Hawaiian which is a challenge for a lot of us because it's scary because once you choose you then every other pursuit becomes obsolete because choosing you is the only truth and if choosing you is like Hawaii then you begin to realize that wow I got an know and to engage with all of the things that were lies in my life and I don't know how to do that. It, it's, you know, it's kind of scary, which is why like I also feel it's important for every Hawaiian to have a mentor who has been, you know, in the process on 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 how to hoʻi to who we are and to help in that process because it's an arduous process on how to piko, how to, uh, uh, to reclaim who you are as a Hawaiian. It looks, you know, for every individual, it looks different, slightly different, but it's all Hawaii, you know, and, and, and so I've come to see that because it's, it's a challenge to help Hawaiians on how to do that, I have a pathway on how to do that because I had to experience it on my own, and I personally feel like, hey, uh, you know, in comparison to how I was, how I thought um, at being eighteen years old, and like who I am now, bugger is night and day, you know. But it's because you know ha- had like particular steps that I took. Intentionally, on how to become who I am today. It wasn't just happenstance. The intention was super strong, with Akua, with Pule, with a lot of studying, but a lot of application. But even with the studying and the application, wasn't always there, right? Because the consciousness gotta click over. The consciousness gotta click over, right, Bruh I can be doing Hawaiian things in an American way and still think it's it's Hawaiian. Yeah, I can go Waikiki and to surf, I can be an Aloi and do things that are Hawaiian, but if the consciousness is not hulid, then the like spirit of the practice is not always there. Yeah. You know, so I had to learn on how to like, how to be an embodiment of the spirit of my kupuna so that everything I do, have it be Hawaii or America, yeah, yeah. is still Kanaka. You know in its root because the thing is porno and it's connected to the ek of my kupuna which yeah bro
0: speaking of your kupuna i know you're um a descendant of chiefly lineages yeah what type of kuleana do you feel falls on your shoulders because of that (laughs)
1: Uh, you know it depends on what ali you connect with (laughs) ah you know because get plenty of our, you know brah brah it's always interesting to, like, see Kanaka, and see, like, oh, this Kanaka, you think he come from Kamehameha line? <laughs> you can, like, feel the mana, you know? <laughs> hey, this baga, he come from Kaku, a line. It's, it's interesting because, like, spiritually, um, if you have an understanding of how to, to like, pinpoint it, mm. you know, just in the spirit, uh, and the energy of the particular kanaka yeah. you can kind of tell who they come from yeah. you know yeah. if you kind of know and so as a kanaka you know who has had the honor to be a descendant you know of uh, the old chiefs of hawaii all the way back to liloa to 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 you know a Kavakahiko on the island of maui you know uh in the lineage of piilani all the way down to kahikili Uh, and to the wives of Kamehameha, you know, I've come to learn that one, I I always have a kuleana to first, to be pono. Meaning, meaning to be aligned to love, to truth, and to the harmony and prosperity of, of all people that I'm connected to and indirectly connected to. I have a kuleana to, to like, be um, who I am and to own who I am and to live out of aloha and to accept my kuleana um, in just being a human. Okay? Because Bombay acting like Ali'i and having kuleana, you know, because I come from Ali'i, all of that stuff, it doesn't even, you know, like, who the fuck cares if as just a human, if I'm not porno? Yeah, um... Really, at the ending of the day, yeah, and and so, you know, in being a moʻopuna of our ali'i, which is an honor, but you know, ha in everything that I do, Ha you know, ikamoʻopuna na ali'i. I'm proud to be a descendant of our kupuna ali'i, but I'm honored, you know, um, because of the knowing that who I come from, all of that information, all that ike, all that mana that lived in them, all throughout our line, lives in me now. And, and so if I can, you know, have access to all of that ike, all that mana, that is not even in books, it's in me, hoy. it's in me. I begin to learn like, bah, if I can get access to that mana, then really... It's okay to get one good education in St. Louis. You let go UH College, Hawaiian Studies. You know, you, right, you let read all the books from, you know, from EE and Kamakau. You let read all this kind of Ike. But as our kupuna even knew, because our kupuna, you know, they never have puke. Yeah. Our kupuna learned through their kumus line. Yeah, but our kupuna learned, like, right from Akua. Like, right through Akua. And that Ike, if you prepared for it, is it's revealed to you. You know, and so it's part of the reason why, right? You know, like speaking of Kuleana, I believe and I know in my heart that true Kuleana is a gift to you from your kupuna, yeah? And so you cannot really choose your Kuleana. The Kuleana chooses you. Yeah, it chooses you. And so the Kuleana is ever evolving. You're not always going to get the full picture right now, but... As things in life begin to unfold, you know, hopefully you know, eh, hey, you know, um, a little bit of observation, yeah, makaala action, on how foresee what's happening in your life and how the whole ilona, all the omens and the signs and wonders begin to present itself, to have understanding of how to move in a direction that is in alignment to your pono, because the pono is what is going to lead you. Yeah, or me individually, I speak as a Hawaiian. You know, you know, I always know in my na'au if I doing something if it's pono, because in you know, because if our kupuna live in our na'au then if I can hold on no my you know to the to all the ike and the indicators in the na'au then I can get better understanding of how I going. So the kuleana today is, is is ever evolving. I made a commitment in all that I do is to be a person who lives aloha, who gives aloha, who can be aloha. In everything that I do, because Akuwa revealed to me that the gift my kupuna gave to me is my aloha. I give plenty of aloha, yeah, for all kind of people. And if you spend time with me long enough, you you, you know, you can kind of understand why. You can't really see too much on social media. Yeah, but if you spend time with me, with how I interact with all kind of different people, if there's one thing that has always been truth about who i am individually this not even as a hawaiian this this is just as a human i get plenty aloha for share yeah and and akua told me and my kupuna that on this path of life if you do your best to build everything on that aloha because it's what is lacking in the world if you can do your best to refine that and to build upon that then all of the peace All the prosperity All the abundance Of your ohana Is going to be given to you If you commit To the path of aloha You know And that like sparked everything You know In our three principles Of the way of aloha You know Aloha aina, Aloha aku Aloha kanaka mm. And every aspect of our work In Awaken Aloha Now It's all based on that oh. And that was received Hawain <laughs> This was received In pule With akua pule, Bra, bra, like, I spent three weeks in a fast, learned. I went deep. I never eat food. I was looking for my purpose. And aku, I said, i has been right in front of you this whole time. Just be yourself and be aloha and walk that path. And then listen. And then you go walk away. Mean. Yeah. That kind of stuff, yeah. Huh? Yeah,
0: that's solid. Do you want to go a little bit more into those three principles?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh... <laughs> Holo mo kia Kua, yeah. So to imuwa to, to actually head and to walk forward on the path of righteousness um, of Akua. So I asking Akua Kua, one day I said, oh, "Hoi, <laughs> I talk to Akua, I go, What hoi? What wow, what I gotta do hoi? Go, oh, But it seems like our people need some spiritual nourishment." Seems like our people are receiving this from Akua Akua telling me Kanaka. You know, I think our people forgetting our superpower is aloha. Everybody too mad, everybody moving through all these kind of stuff with politics. And, but who, oh, and then you know everybody stay out of the church now. All the kanakas thinking that ah, you know, the ah, things in Christianity, yeah, that's the white man's religion. But they have no other option now. All these kanakas has like spiritual foundation for for you know like the past 150 plus years because our kupuna was devoted to akua. Yeah, but no what now? Yeah, are people leaving church and our people, what kanaka? I go, what akua? Uh, what but I gotta do something about that? He go, but I teach them the principles. I go, what principles? I'm gonna I give you these three principles. That every teacher, every spiritual master throughout all of history had taught as well. All the ascended masters from Yeshua to the Buddha to Krishna, yeah, to, you know, the space and time of Confucius, you know, and all the ancient masters who had taught spiritual teachings. But, you know, because of Christianity in the church, right, it's in the words of the Messiah. He said, I bring all the laws of Leviticus into two laws that these that are the only two ones that you got to follow in order to get access to akua's wisdom. And what is that? Is to love akua with all your mind, your heart, and soul. And to love your karaka across from you as you love yourself, yeah? Which meaning what? You love akua, you love each other. But all of this when, when like thinking of Hawaii and like earth consciousness and how our people have an identity that's connected to place, our first principle, which is connected to kanaka and to akua, is aina. Everything is aina to Hawaii, right? And, and, and so, aloha aina, aloha akua, aloha kanaka, is to have a connection and deep pilina, uh, uh, to have honor, to, to have love for, for each of the realms of akua. And this is also an ancient teaching and principle Oh, you're still wet now. I don't no. like that. Yeah. You. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> oh, good. Um. <laughs> oh, good. Um. And so, you know, interestingly enough, in our spiritual understanding of Pico, uh, in IKEA Hawaii it is told that in our understanding that kanakas in our kino, you know, just in the human body, has three picos, a pico being an energy space and center who produces energy and connection to the internal and external. Iloko loko Yeah. And these three pico is the pico a, or the pico mai, is the pico i, or the pico po'o, and the pico o, or the pico waina. Yeah so this tree is connected when when you look at indian philosophy yeah? you know on uh, the spiritual teachings of india of hinduism it's not three pico but it's eight pico yeah but but has three ones that, that that is considered to be the like the hubs the pillars of all the pico yeah and these pico happen to be the root chakra uh, um Uh, the root chakra and here the e, in Indian philosophy as the crown chakra and the plexus which is between our belly button and our heart is the plexus so it encompasses all the energies of the heart and of the pico'o yeah and so these three principles had been birthed ho'ohanau through an understanding of all the energies of kanaka internally, externally, and and kind of, you know, to have that interconnection to our principles and actions and how to live in a way of pono as people of Hawaii. So our piko'a connects us to aina. It keeps us rooted. All things, if any way, if anybody stay off or maybe we thinking too much oftentimes it's because you probably need to get you know ho'opono because aina is missing in your life so reconnect to aina If you, you know, get hard time thinking and you're not really clear, maybe you know more too much of a direction in your life. You, you know, like you need a little bit of ancient wisdom and clarity. Maybe you gotta call upon Akua in your piko'i, which is this connection to all that is above, Aloha Akua. If over here, You Know the wisdom in your na'au, your connection to your kupuna isn't really clear. Potentially, you're just eating too much McDonald's, maybe the opu little bit the kind, lepo. Yeah, so maybe you gotta clean the gut because you cannot really get a gut feeling if the you know, if stuff in the gut is all you know, bugger clogged. Yeah, so unclog, cleanse first, have some noni, yeah, yeah, (laughs) and stop eating so much, and then begin to listen. In current day, people say there's huge importance, right? Like the health of our gut. It's actually because there's huge connection between everything in the gut to our consciousness and our brain. Yeah, has this big connection that it's why our kupuna said in Hawaiian philosophy, you know, there's two brains. This isn't the key brain. Our first brain is in our na'au, is in the gut. Because it's not always in How you think in the conscious mind, it's connecting how you think and how you feel and in the connection to how you operate and do in your life. And that all begins in the na'au. So this is the piko'o which is connected to our third principle, Aloha Kanaka. Interestingly enough about Aloha Kanaka, the o, you know, good indicator is ohana. It's because the piko'o, you know, is actually in the womb, every human on the planet. Our thing that in the womb is introduced first in the embryo is our interconnection to our who? Whose womb is it? Your mama. All the people on this planet has connection to our mothers in the womb, actually through our pico. So our pico Hand in hand, it gives us an opportunity to have interconnection to our kupuna. Because our pico had been connected to our mama. Hers was connected to her mama. Hers connected to her mama. All the way back to the beginning of time. So in hearing our kupuna, it's not only just like hearing your intuition. It's literally kind of hearing how... Everything that is happening up here is connected to here on how to make a decision that keeps you pono because your kupuna always wants what is in alignment to you and and the best interest of your ohana. So if you can listen good and you feel something that's not really right, it's important to, of course, to ho'olono, you know, to listen to it. Um, And if need be to, oh, you know what? I gotta have a change of direction. But if your kupuna, is giving you indicators that this path is pono. You know, it, you know, it's good. This good way to help you to know how to make a decision in your life to keep you in alignment to, to all the things that are in pono with your ohana and your kupuna in everything you do, yeah? So, I tell people, aloha aina, aloha akuwa, aloha kanaka, because if you get any issues in your life, it can act as as actually spiritual principles to implement into your life to kind of give you a little bit of a scale of how you are, where you are, how to operate, and what you need. Spiritual philosophy, internal and out. And every pico and every principle has three principles that's that's integrated into it. Uh, Just give a plug, our book is going to be coming out probably the ending of this year in the way of Aloha. It's going to be like a spiritual philosophy book that that integrates ancient principles on how to live in them today, modern day. Not, yeah, so... I feel
0: like a lot of people struggle with
1: that. Though, like, yeah. 100%. All head. Yeah. You know, head. But then, but if you think about our kupuna and, like, you're thinking about, like, the principle of Aloha, like, in just the principle of Aloha, which, to put this out there, yeah... Just individually, yeah, the principle of aloha as a principle in itself is like the highest principle. Mm. It's the highest principle, the highest, Mm -hmm. yeah, because it's interconnectedness, um, it's truth and unity all based on action in relationship with things around you. right? If get aloha, then everything prosper. If no more aloha, then always gonna have win-win-lose. If you leave aloha, everything in, everything in your life always going to have win-win-win as best as can, yeah? And so if you integrate that into the realms of kanaka, instead of us as people always thinking about intellect, because us as Hawaiians, intelligent people, yeah. but the intellect becomes a priority instead of our aloha. Yeah, that's
0: true. Interesting, huh? Eh? Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of it has to do with like, um, I guess like, how Western education doesn't really like consider indigenous methodologies and like teaching methods to be valid, I guess you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their lens is just so disconnected from whatever Ainas they were from. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and you know, um, it's all good if uh, people in the Western world choose. Who teach in that particular way? The unfortunate thing is that institutionally, uh, in like things in the system, it's all you know. The entire infrastructure is based on these ideologies. That's the only hard part. I'm not the Kanaka kind of Kanaka who like say like, "Hey, the Western way is wrong." Why? It puts us into a boat to be like them who think that we're wrong. It's not about that. It's it's not wrong. It's just different. If you like train people to think inside, you know, kind of like a way of like the Western ideologies, pono. If we're gonna teach ours in this way, pono. I think it's a possibility that all of these approaches to how to live life is able to coexist. But that's also kind of hard when everything in the system is based on the ideologies that aren't ours as well. So like the coexisting seems unequal. Yeah, so just inequality in different ways, but I come from a point. Okay, then how do we choose to not even operate under that ideological system? Just operate under our own. How we do that? Ah, hard, cause the economy is based on their money. Ah, fuck up. Yeah, so so bad. We like, you know. I personally think if we can integrate, good, but to integrate. Yeah, it needs equality, equanimity in people's existence in that system. But it's not bad, right? It's just different. Yeah. But how they see it also is ours has no proof, evidence, yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah. which is actually yeah. completely yeah. false. Yeah. It's completely false, you know. I know.
0: So speaking about, like, kupuna and stuff, could you just give a little bit of background about, like, I guess how... ikawakahiko. Like Mamu, Kamehameha, Aye. like how hammered those Ali'i's were. I feel like they don't get a lot of credit just because like, <laughs> everybody just thinks of Kamehameha
2: nowadays. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like Kaku, we have. Uh,
1: yeah, Pilani's, yeah. Uh, the Li'loas and the Umis, you know, um... Well you know eh, A lot of kanaka out there Aren't like a fan Kamehameha They aren't a fan of Kamehameha For just because You know I personally feel You know Kind of like It's like a new age thought That people are thinking Like you know Just because His conquest And the way he did it You know um, I enjoy the conversation Of Kamehameha Because You know His history is unreal and and just all the integrated parts you know uh from like the prophecies you know um his like skill and development um how he approached things in diplomacy with england how he partnered you know how he he was an expert you know even previous to being in ali inui he was like a kahuna so he's trained in like ho'omana, he's trained on all aspects like on uh, the art of war, on how to farm fish, doing all the stuff of the ali'i. You know, um, I come from a perspective, you know, to like see our chiefs in a light of, it's as if, you know, it's like inner potential like, I come into the earth. I get chiefly lineage. I get the cocoa. I get the mana. But all of that stuff still potential. Yeah, it's 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 there. Yeah, but to to to, you know, to be in ali'i, you know, in ali'i, which which, uh, in this ancient book, it speaks about how um. How an Ali, cause like in Ali has has like li'i, which is small. Um, li'i, uh, kamali'i, you know, is a kid, a child, you know, who so interesting, like wait, how come Ali then? You know, you know, cause like small. It's actually because an Ali is the Um uh, the newest in his lineage of a whole ohana of chiefs who came before. So he's, he's uh, the earliest introduction in today's world. So he's he's like small, but all of the kupuna ali'i who come before, you know, so like chief, you know, I think about it, you know, like the huaolelo etymology, I'm wondering like, wow, how come, li'i li'i? you know, I think of them like that, but, I also see it as, is that, every keiki, every kanaka, has, has the inner potential, to, ho'ala, to awaken in them, to become, um, a chief embodied, um, in any which way. It's really dependent on us in our awareness, in our consciousness. And this is also why there's a lot of mo'olelo of how there was Hamali'i who, you know, who had whole, like the highest of the koko, but internally his character had been corrupted. So the people, his council of chiefs would just overthrow him. Because he was irresponsible in how he was conducting himself. Which then leads to like, okay, so that every human is put on this earth to experience all kind of obstacles um, in their lives. To put them into a test on how to overcome them. And if they overcome them, how their potential is able to get activated to, to help them in their evolutionary process as becoming an ali'i, and so i seen in the mo'olelo of our kupuna, all of the ali'i who is spoken about today usually is the ali'i. Which there was many more ali'i that is not talked about because you know, like things in oral history just hadn't allowed it, you know. But each of the ones who are talked about today, it's it. It's usually all due to the fact that there was parts of who they were in their character, in their ano, in their mana, in how he he uh, had conducted himself on the battlefield, like, you know, um, how he conducted himself in conversations, in Ava ceremony, his pule power. There was these components of that particular ali'i who had imprinted them into the... Uh, um, yeah, to just each of the bricks and the stones of all of our mo'olelo, you know. And has some hammer ones, bra. But they all different. It's like us as Kanaka today. We all different. You know. And hey, it's not the kind stuff, right? It's like, bra, if you speak about people in Kawaii of Kamehameha, today they they hardly even acknowledge Kamehameha. <laughs> You know, and it's also because, like, each of the chiefs of Hawaii and in the kingdom of Maui had been considered to be chiefs who were real, real, kind, uh, intense. Baga always, like, going to warfare, you know, just in the lineage. But then the chiefs of Kauai and Oahu had been considered to be, you know, like, peaceful ali'i. Like, a lot more peaceful than the Hawaii ali'i and the Maui ali'i had different kind kanaka mana. You know, which is a lineage thing. It's a practice thing. I also see it as an environment thing. Bruh, yeah. if you look at just the, just like, uh, uh, just all the ecosystems in Oahu and Kauai, just how everything in the Aina look, much different than how Hawaii look yeah. and Maui look. Yeah. So the environment produces energy as well. You know, because, bro, if you think about Hawaii Island, 80% of the island is hot and barren, you think about them, like, wow.
2: Imagine how far they had to walk for water. Bro, imagine
1: how far they had to walk. Over here, just just right to the Kahawai, Hawaiian. Each
2: valley get one stream going
1: down. Just Kahawai? (laughs) Bro, just imagine it's Kau, like, Hawaii, it's hot like... But being in Waianae on the hottest days, like every day in Kau, how the hell. But buggers must be angry all the time yeah. too, because they're just not drinking water. Yeah. You know, they like, fight away. <laughs> you know? That's so
0: true,
1: just, just like thinking outside of the box, yeah. Funny. <laughs> well, <don't> <laughs>
0: yeah, I always look back at, to like, um, old Inoa, Hawaii, and like, like, Oahu Akakuhihaba, for instance, like, all the other ali'i had to have
1: been looking at kaku huyeba, like, and agree, like, okay, yeah.
0: Oh, kaku he... name after.
1: Why? Because, you know, his honor, yeah. you yeah. know, like, like his, his, his principle, yeah. his aloha. Prosperity. Prosperity. Yeah.
0: So much food.
1: Yeah. Like you know, and then, you know, it's interesting because if you put a person as him, and, you know, it just just in observation, right, like, uh, you put kind of like an ali'i with with his archetype in comparison to a chief as kamehameha in his archetype, how each of them had ruled and governed in, like, specific ways that were yeah. way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but has parts of it, too, that is, that, you know, like, it's pretty common and similar. Um, but... It's told, right, um, it had a prophecy, I forget through who, uh, this Kaulai Kawakahiko, who had been saying that, that, that has two kinds of ali'i. Okay. Has two kinds of chiefs. Uh, Has a chief who prospers his people and who his people love So, he maintains his manna. Maintains his manna for all future generations. And then, it has this other ali'i, who acquires his manna through his pushing, through, 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 yeah, uh, he like steals, he pulls, he rapes, he conquers. Uh, the first ali'i, he will keep his mana. And the other ali'i, he will give away his mana. He's not going to hold on to his mana. And so I heard a couple of, you know, Kumu and historians speaking about how these two ali'i, how all based on the history and the conquest of Kamehameha, he would inevitably become an ali'i who would give his mana away and lose it. And if you look into the house of Kamehameha, even though it didn't happen in his reign of Kamehameha, all that he built, what? Had been stolen away from him. All that he built. And I, I, I... I have the observation and perspective of potentially, it's because of how, of how he built his house, you know. How he built it, it wasn't on, on just honor um, and truth, you know, and for all people to, you know, to come together in unity. He's not a unifier, he's a conqueror. In his conquest, he brought unity, but he's not a unifier
0: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you know interesting account. <laughs> yeah you know you know and, and and so but you know um yeah uh in plenty ways and in plenty ways porno it was like to 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 achieve the porno you had to do some stuff that wasn't porno but in doing the stuff that wasn't porno to achieve the porno ultimately it wasn't porno (laughs) you know so it's like how do you you know it's just like how the cookie crumbles just kind of how it was because truthfully had plenty ali'i who is aiming to do the same thing as Kamehameha yeah. for a long time? Yeah. And there's a lot of people who think that Kamehameha is the first one to bring the islands together. Aole. That, that that is not oya and it's not true. The first ali'i, with, with you know people out there who Kumu's and historians who want to correct me, please do. According to the model, I know the first ali'i to bring all of the Aina together with peace, with porno. Yeah, to bring it together is in Oahu, chief. Mm. And who is that? Guess.
0: I don't want to guess. Huh? I
1: mean, no. The mo'opuna of Oahu K- 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 kakuhieva is Kualii. Mm. In the reign of Kualii, which he's also told to be our Ali'i, who had been on earth the longest. He ha- he has a mo'olelo of Kamakao, you know, that's in ruling chiefs too, that that this this Ali'inui, if you gonna base any of your stuff on Hawaiian, base it on Kualii. Yeah, because this Kanaka, Oahu, Kakuhieva, his papa is Kakuhieva. Yeah. um He... He had lived to almost 180 years old. It's told he lived to almost 180 years old. That he was 100 years old, Hawaiian. 100 years old, he was Ali'i of Oahu. And he stayed on the battlefield. Bagal no can even walk almost. But his men is, you know, um, is holding him on the battlefield. And but people killing each other. They no can even touch Kualii because he's so kapu. Everybody in the Paiaina loved Kualii, honored and respected him as an ali'i. That that in how he did things in his battles and warfare's, he did his best to maintain pono across all the Paiaina. So in the 1600s, he had all the islands all as one because his son he had exiled into Kauai to actually become the the actually chief of Kauai, yeah. so so he had all of the pai'aina under his rule until his passing is when everything began to change too yeah but even before kamehameha it was kualii who brought everything together and kualii is from oahu Hawaii.
0: Yes It's so so interesting too Like how many different eras There is in Hawaiian history bro Cause like There was a time Where like A lot of Hawaiians Was voyaging back and forth Between other places Yeah In the Moana And I just think That era must have been so lit
1: Caught so epic
0: Like it's kind of funny Or not funny But it's nuts about we honor and celebrate all the voyages and navigators that made it, but like what about all the bratas
1: that I know but that's why it's like if there's anything, if you take risk, take the risk with the bugger being precise. Get your information correct Cause bambai You choose the wrong day for go sell, And you never return <laughs> Yeah, you no know, kind of thing like that uh? So hey Ba You take that kind lesson And put them into everyday life Bamba. You make one decision You Ho oh, You gonna regret And you, you don't like do that uh? real? Yeah Bambai Ho oh, Ba Ba You out cold And ain't nobody gonna remember you You, you know <laughs> you, you don't like that happen <laughs> Can
0: you um, Can you describe your process of learning our culture or like any mentors that you had along your, I guess, journey in Ike, Hawaii?
1: Yeah, bro, you know. Um,
0: for, for people that would like, kind of want to get into learning about their culture.
1: Yeah, um, so, you know, All wisdom is not in just one school or like school of thought or one person, you know, it's the reason why I get all these different hula halaws, you know, um, and each expression of hula is its own. It's different, yeah, because each school is different in every way, right? And so, I err on the side of Aim to do all you can first to get an understanding of, of how you learn, of how you personally learn. Because if you, you know, wow, if you're the kind person who needs to learn slowly, have compassion, that kind of stuff, I don't know if it's a good thing to be with one kumu he's one who's on a hard okole. the bugger gonna rip you on new one every time you make on You know, I, you know. But there's Kanakas out there who, who 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 need parties, bro, in order for learn something, yeah, yeah. So it 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 really depends on you, you know, to pinpoint uh to pinpoint people who are inspiring to you, um, who, who has honor, um. Uh, respect, aloha in all that you do. Um, and i eh, I'm still in the process, you know, to ko Hawai'i, piha, you know, I'm still in the process to actually speak Hawaiian fluently. But I've learned that wow, if you have a teacher of olelo Hawai'i who is not just a teacher of olelo as a language, but is a kumu of the ike, of the olelo. That is a great um, uh, like space and pathway of a resource to actually utilize. And the reason is which you know I think a lot of people are going to agree with me on this who are Kanaka is like all of our ike is in the olelo is in the olelo and so speaking olelo is not just to speak in language but it's a consciousness to like introduce who you are to everything that is our kupuna. How our yeah. kupuna thought their is whole, in the language.
0: Yeah, their whole worldview.
1: Our whole worldview is yeah. in it.
0: It's so crazy. Even like the simplest, like, like take aina for instance. Just, like just aina, yeah, like, yeah, we think of it as land. It's land, yeah. But like break that down. I and na yeah. is like that which feeds us. Yeah, exactly. who produces. Yeah,
2: like, Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: that's what they were thinking yeah yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah so not just simple, like, like land like, okay. i know yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah, or yeah, yeah. even like moku could be a ship or a land division yeah 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 like and to cut self-sustainable yeah it can just be itself like
1: yeah off. just yeah yeah, yeah just his, yeah yeah just <laughs> <laughs> its own moku on its own yeah yeah bro it's you see so like the ike hawaii with you know just like to like speak about things with me on my personal path and journey, Ike Hawaii had a lot of components involved because I'm, a, you, know, you know, I'm a little bit of a creative guy. <laughs> and so I kind of sit still all the time. So I take in information in as many ways as possible, which, which is not always encouraged all the time in like halau. You know, because if I don't understand something, I gonna ask and question and like see because I try and understand the truth of it, you know. Um, And so Ike Hawaii, you know, uh, an easy place to actually be able to kind of kick stuff off in the path and journey, For people out there who aren't kanaka, who are kama'aina, but, like, potentially have not been introduced to, like, things in Ike Hawaii, uh, the Mo'olelo Hawaii Hawaiian culture values, and I, um, is each two months, I host a course, yeah, the Pono Settler course.
2: Mm, Okay.
1: And so, in the Pono Settler course, it is an introduction to Hawaiian culture values, to, to, you know, things, ikawaka, hiko, to our turn of events in Hawaii to kind of get a better understanding of how, as a person who is non-Hawaiian, how to get an understanding of the context of Hawaiian, of what is Hawaii, and how us as Kanaka have to exist in this world where all these you know people the media outlets you know uh have perspective and stigmas on hawaiians or what it means to be hawaiian and if people are truly interested to help hawaii to to keep hawaii it requires keeping hawaii hawaiian it requires it there's no way around it right and 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 so it has plenty books out there has plenty teachers out there I'm not gonna say like specifically a particular kumu because I have a handful um, who I speak to and I call up on different things, like specializing in different areas um, and like speaking things in their name. I I keep them a little bit takaina, I keep them a little bit hush-hush and malie. Yeah, but if you know, you know. Um, But all I encourage you is to pick up a Hawaiian history book who had been authored through a Hawaiian lens, yeah. and just to begin unpacking it. I also begin seeing that a lot of people are, aren't really book learners anymore. A lot of our people are audio learners. Yeah, so go on YouTube, there's plenty of resources that are credible on YouTube that you can just listen to and watch and intake all that Ike of our political history, of our cultural history, the history of our language, you know, uh, in the time of Hawaiian kingdom, pre-Kamehameha, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube if you just go and research a little bit. And I actually offer in our Pono Cellular course a whole playlist of about 150 YouTube videos, um, a book list. And all that kind of stuff. And and like in this book list, you know, a big thing that helps, you know, I think all kanakas to begin operating in just energetically and spiritually is to try to do your best to implement ole But two, is to try to get an understanding ikamahina, to have an understanding of the moon. yeah. If you can get an understanding of the moon, because everything in our kupuna's day had all operated actually through the ike of mahina. Of you know, each moon cycle has its own components to do, to not to do, how to pray for specific things, you know, um, how has parts of the moon cycle, you know, to have like this particular fish is available in comparison to these particular fish on this moon cycle, and every moon cycle kind of gives you the components of a system to 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 experience and to live by
2: yeah.
1: which are kupuna are lunar people They're, they they aren't people based on the sun which all european people are based on the sun yeah. but kanaka hawaii is based on the moon and when you think about the moon Its biggest influence on the earth plane just by itself is on the oceans and the tides. If the earth is 80% water and it influences all of that, which means it controls a majority of the energy in our um, space, yeah? If we're 80% water and are a reflection of aina, then when the aina changes, our mana changes. So to have coherence on how that looks, how that feels, to eat accordingly t- to the moon cycle, to do accordingly, according to the moon cycle, like each ole moon, I can always identify like when I kind of feeling a little bit off cause the energies in the ole is real so still. Like for me, I am no can sit still. So the ole moon is like, okay, the ole moon's coming up. I got to anticipate a few things. I got to sit still, you know, and these ole moons brah, I got to do a lot of introspection brah, you know, I got to breathe, I got to meditate, you know, I got to write down stuff. Because if I do too much, I realize through Ike Kupuna, you know, you know and this Ike Kupuna e you know, the past 2,000 years, Hawaiian. Yeah. So this not just like we're just hearing about this for the past 100 years. Like, like this Ike Kupuna has been studied and tested by people who are kilos, yeah. who just observe the moon and observe literally, people. Literally, just kilos. Just kilos, Hawaiian. That's
0: such a cool um, aspect. Because, like... It's more than an observation to me. It's like... Application. Yeah, and like, Brad, they're literally like... Think of it, back then, after you finish all your yard work and stuff, you have nothing to do but kilo. Just
1: kilo, hoy. <laughs> Just kilo, ho, ipo ipo, you know, and have a good time together. But yeah, bro, you know, um... So... It has an app out there. Uh, um... It's actually called a Mahina App. Yeah, that's from Hi'ilani. Yeah, she's been doing amazing work, Hi'ilani. Yeah, peace and love to all of your Hanapono, Mahalo Nui. Um, And, you know, to, to have a practice in the morning, to get an understanding of the moon, to, you know, to keep a little bit of the moon, how things are moving each moon, you know, how the winds change, you know, like things in the ocean, tides change, to get understanding of how your internal energies are changing. If you do that for like two to three years consistently, then you're gonna kind of know, like, wow, hey, I don't gotta look at my app anymore. I can look at the sky I go, okay, I can see, okay, this is like the cotton moon. Okay, okay, I can feel them. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It does take time. <laughs> it does
2: take time. Yeah.
0: Could you share um, a little bit about a moment where your cultural wisdom or Ike Hawaii has helped you solve a problem in today's times?
2: Mm,
1: absolutely, bro. You know, I, I you know, a. Uh, I would say the mana'o that comes to mind first um, is ho'oponopono. You know, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, you know. And ho'oponopono, you know, in essence, yes, yeah, to bring things into balance with with our uh, kind of interconnections and relationships with 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 like things, others, places, all that good stuff. Um, I've come to learn, right? It's like each time there's a challenge. If I take the perspective of like Ho'oponopono, and all the ike kūpuna that if I take a step back and I can see a challenge and an obstacle that is proposing itself, who is involved in the whole upon upon approach, I take the approach of seeing how to keep everything in mind, but like seeing how and where is out of balance and how to bring it into balance again and how the energies, how the interpretations, how the communication actually needs to have clarity in order to bring things into equanimity again. Yeah, because everything is always ups and downs and moving and shaking, which is all good because, it hey, the tide goes in and the tide goes out all the time. It's understanding like how to have an approach in a situation, have there be an argument, have there be a conflict in business, even an internal conflict mm-hmm. in all you know, intimate relationships with like things you you know like a schedule conflict to take a whole pono approach is to take an approach where at the ending of the day you know one thing it's gonna end up being pono yeah uh, because at the ending of the day if you not pono inside it's impossible to take that approach to bring pono because you can only actually give what you have if you're not porno inside then how can you operate in the consciousness of porno to then bring about and produce porno you no can so the problem solvers on the planet usually are people who aren't impacted emotionally actually through big problems Because, because if you are impacted emotionally, it takes you out of a state of pono in the center of who you are, to be able to get a holistic perspective on a situation to problem solve. And people, the highest paid people, the highest influential people on the planet are the best people who problem solve. They can problem solve the best. So if you take ho'oponopono in an approach on how to problem solve, then, then it can literally be a principle and practice that is cultural that can be implemented in business to help you to scale in the market to become a highly successful person in business if you use that yeah Solid. yeah bro.
0: could you share maybe a little bit about uh, a traditional moolelo that's your favorite and like what lessons is supposedly being taught through it
1: Mm, yes 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 Um. Okay, has a mo'olelo, you know, and this kahuna, uh, his cousin had been sick. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, I think, I didn't specify if it was Hawaii or Kawaii. I think it was Oahu or Hawaii. <clears throat> his cousin was was like super sick. And um, him and his other kahuna, you know, his good brother was like wondering like, oh, he gonna, he gonna die, but this guy gonna die. Yeah, hey but and he trying all the all, you know, he's he trying low me, he trying everything. He boom he hear from Akua, how he come over here. He head to the Kahawai, Yeah, he say sitting by the Kahawai, yeah he's cruising by the stream. And akua say, just kilo, yeah, just kilo <laughs> just watch. And then Aqua was asking, what boy? You, you actually see anything? He observing in the kahavai, he go, oh, ah. He see, it had a part of the kahava'i that like the water was stagnant, mm. was stagnant. It had all mosquitoes and all kinds of bugs and top like that, like look all murky and all ugly. And then the other part of the kahavai, the baga is flowing. And then he go, Hoyalona. He look at Akua, Akua go, what, what? He go, boy, this how it is in the kino, in the physical body, yeah? If everything in the body is all stagnant, then all the flies gonna all come on top. But when you keep on flowing, if you keep on flowing, health and abundance. Meaning you apply that to every area of, you know, of all aspects of life. Right? But he he realized, okay, all his cousin needed to do was to drink fluids, Hawaii. Drink, 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 drink. Because all that stuff inside that was holding him back, like the lepo was clogging him up. So his pain, his sickness had no exit. He needed to flush. And you know, so he did that and and his cousin, la ho, yeah? He would live, he was rebirthed. Wow, mean. Yeah, but then, bruh, I take that and I see that, like, oh. In every area of life, bruh, if you're in a conversation and feel stuck, or maybe, you know, you, you, know uh, uh, you stay in conflict in your own self, you know, and like you feel stuck energetically in your mana, flow kanaka. You know, go flow If you a little bit stuck Yeah, that's more like Earth element, yeah Like real kicked up muddy, Bruh Just go hop in the kai And float Just go flow again So all of that energy Is able to be cleared And released in you To actually make way For a new, Yeah Um And then, you know You know, kind of like A little bit of like A mo'olalo of kamehameha that, that always comes to mind Um his whole mo'olelo, yeah. You know, he's...
0: Okay, <laughs> start from the beginning.
1: <laughs> you know, his whole mo'olelo, you know, to like see how um, how he operated his mentality. Um, on a personal note, I love Kamehameha. Yeah, um, yeah, of course, you know, has plenty of things in his path that could easily be just like seen as like, ah, you know, he was in porno, he killed our people. Yeah, but if you look at the bigger picture, yeah, it's not always about that. Yeah, like for me, how I've been taught is to look at all the positive attributes and to apply them. To look at all of the other attributes. Opala, you know, just put them in the trash. It's okay. Everybody get positives and negatives. Even myself, you know, eh, I high energy sometimes, people could see that as a negative, but if I would look at a kamehameha, kamehameha would be like, Hawaiian, this banga get plenty mana, he get plenty energy, he can be useful, <laughs> yeah? And so everything is perspective, right? And so like for me, bra, I see the traits of kamehameha as being, being this elite thinker. Uh-huh. This, this, uh, you know, he's a businessman. Uh, you know, he's excellent in communication and the art of war, and he applies the art of war principles to every part of his life. He's a genius on people, on how to take people who's not on his side, how to discard them, how to take people that he can see potential in, how to utilize them. Yeah, yeah. this is all the kind of stuff that I see as a Kamehameha, and how. Had this more moolelo of kamehameha, how people was tripping on the battlefield because of his abilities, of how, you know, um, he had cultivated his inner potential as being a cause, being a warrior. Mm. Um, and brah, you know, brah had this mean story. Bah, I believe it's a more moolelo of him and his teacher. Keku pi'o? Keku hao pi'o. How he was stuck because uh, if I'm not mistaken, it took place in Maui. I could be wrong, right? You know, um, it took place in Maui. He, his teacher had been on the run. He was isolated and had a caravan of these elite killer warriors of maui chasing after him to kill this general yeah. yeah and he was all alone and but he stayed hiding and all these guys began to shoot spears at him they try to eat him yeah and then out of nowhere here comes kamehameha yeah he comes out of kamehameha he comes in the front it's like him against like 10 of them yeah brian they stay flying spears at kamehameha and kamehameha's ability his agility his athleticism, to, 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 yes, to actually be able to catch the spears, but not only to catch the spears, but how to return them. Yeah, he would be able to, to bra. he would have true spears flying at him. He was able to actually, brah. Like have this killer spear in the air He would get the spear He would fly it And he could return the spear as fast He would catch, return Catch, return Catch, return Catch, return And these other guys You know, all right hand only And kamehameha meha, He two-handing And and brah He's faster He's quicker And his spear is just coming stronger And he defeats all of these guys And he protects Yeah Ham, my cause.
0: The one I heard, Kuhalpo was when he was a little bit younger, and he basically freaking killed a shark with his bare hands. Yes, and that was like a a rite of passage. Yeah, bro, initiation. Yeah, (laughs) initiation, cause. Oh, like imagine like paddling out, having to bait the shark with lollas.
1: Me, nah. Hey, you know, hey, bro. It's a key component, you know. I think in all of our cultures today in the Western world that's missing is initiation experiences (laughs) yeah like like from ages you know from age 11 yeah boom initiation into you know to actually being a teenager at 18 initiation into becoming a man you know and this initiation is not something that is just a walk in the park it's a full on initiation. Like, bro. Oh, like
0: the Amazonian tribe? Hey, head into the, the uka.
1: Ants? Yeah, oh, ants, the the ants, the the ants, the ants. ants on the hand. Ants on the hand. Oh, ants on the hand, kanakara, kind of stuff like that. Or, or bro, a hard one that that people hardly talk about, yeah, bro, is an ancient initiation um, in Greece, an ancient uh, initiation in the Middle East. is to spend at least a month oh,
0: like, and you like, don't eat. Yeah,
1: and yeah, you don't yeah. eat. And you fast Alone, for an entire month. And to make it through that, Hawaiian, to make it through that, you gotta be tough, Kanaka. Bro, in 2018, I was going through this mean spiritual awakening, Hawaiian. I, I had to initiate myself. I spent three weeks, but I never eat nothing, Hawaiian sit, I was about 189 pounds, but I went all the way down to 140 pounds in three weeks. Mm. But bah, I didn't pull it all day, I cleanse every day, but not eating nothing. Just water and a little bit apple juice, honey. Because I came out of that month, honey. I was on whole not a kanaka honey. Mean,
2: do <laughs>
1: mean. Oh, by then, bro, have a huge, Heroic dose of mushrooms right after. <laughs> Faka mahalo ke aku, blessings from the gods. Now we
0: need. <laughs> <laughs> Last question: What does aloha mean to you?
1: Um, ooh, aloha, unconditional, unlimited, relentless, infinite, compassionate, empathetic, connecting, unifying love. Yeah, it's not any kind of love because yeah. it's so much kinds of love. Yeah, you know, a eh, it's in the words of antipilahi paki a l o h a alokahi olu olu all of those are like the principles and expressions of aloha that is important to understand because if it's not patient Hey, bro, people can say all the time, bro, hey, bro, I love you, but, bro, if you're pushing them and they're uncomfortable, it's not aloha, bro. Yeah. You know, uh, if you, you, you hard, hey, give your kids licking, but, you know, like, you're not gonna talk to them on the back end about why, but then, like, you say, hey, I do this because I, I love you, yeah, that's not aloha, bro. You know, and so, for me, it's always been, an action word, yeah, it's a verb. Even before a noun, it's been a verb first because it's activated through expression, through, through intention, yeah. To be a person of aloha is, is to live aloha and to give aloha. If you're not living it, embodying it, meaning you cannot give it if you don't have it for your own self, you gotta know how for love yourself. Why? Because our inner critic is what also gives critique to everybody else. Yeah, so if you love yourself, you can have grace and compassion upon yourself. If you make mistakes and you're easy on yourself, I'm not so hard about, you know, about, oh man, you know, I'm not perfect. And oh, I hate myself. And all that kind of stuff is also going to be projected to everything else. Right and so to have aloha, hey, I'm a guy about expectations and standards. I have standards, absolutely. Right, it's not so loose about like everything good, you know. But if you know better, yeah, there comes a time where brother, you know howin', you made this mistake plenty times, Kanaka. You, you just popular it for me. I, bro, I told myself that. Right, make one mistake, howin'. If I make one mistake, I try for it to be, like, the last mistake of that kind.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, last mistake of that kind. But there's sometimes I, l- I make that mistake, like, three, four times, and I tell myself, like, Yawaka, what the hell are you doing, bro? You know, come on. But then I realize, ah, but forgiveness, me, sorry. Yeah. So, bro, I got to come to Akua, you know, and be like, Oh, you know, Akua, kalamai, you know, I did some stuff, but, you know, I confess. I'm not perfect. I'm only human. I make mistakes. You know, eh, it's unintentional. Yeah, I never hurt people intentionally. You know, I I pure heart and pure mind, but sometimes I do stuff that hurt other people. I don't always understand it. I don't have to understand it. It hurts other people sometimes. Yeah, and so I hold myself to the fire, but I'm not going to hold myself to the fire to get burned. I hold myself to the fire to cleanse off all the lepo that is on me. Yeah, to to help me to get an understanding of, like, you know what? It's painful, but it's good pain. It needs to, you know, because, bro, there's people out there, bro, who get leeches all over them, Hawaii. Yeah. And they unaware of these kinds of things, yeah? So hold yourself to the fire is good if you can, but it's not to the point, you know, to, to like, eat at the leech and to the bone, you know. Only the leech, only. Yeah, just only the leech. Purify yourself, you know. All through just removing what needs to be removed. It's not always becoming a person of aloha. Yeah, it's not always that. It's to take off all that is on you and in you that's not allowing you to be in your pure state of aloha. Yeah, because because I believe as humanity. All of humanity is heart-centered in its core foundation. It's communal species. Our people that are supposed to be living with one another in harmony. But it's the other things that keeps that from happening that needs to be engaged with, acknowledged, and cleared so that aloha is able to live. If you know more that, pohohoi. Yeah. yeah. So, about eh, the key to all happiness, to all abundance, to all pono. To all harmony and prosperity for all people, uh, in cultures and languages, from you know ancient tribes to people in the Western world, is choosing to live a life of aloha, choosing to live it, to give it, to be it, and to put your hand on somebody who needs it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was money, bro. Yeah, you. Hey, well, r- before you leave, let me get a hana.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. Ah. Ah. Breathe, in, Breathe the in the mana. Mahalo kia kua. Oh, wow. Yeah, you Hawaiian. Thank you so much, bro. appreciate you, bro. love you, bro. Same here. Yeah, you. Oh, boy, ah, ho. Mahalo no. Chee.